for that class, uh, it began to dawn on me that really <clears throat> it is a, a great first of the year uh, sermon given the fact that we are going to start 40 days of fire. And um, this is a prayer and fasting journal that <clears throat> we're going to be involved in. And I'm not sure uh, if everyone has one. We gave those out before uh, Christmas, and yet if you didn't get one, uh, it starts tomorrow, uh, our 40 days. If you did not get one and you would like to have one, uh, there's uh, a place in there that kind of talks about the purpose, and uh, then <coughs> there's uh, uh, why we do the Bible reading, why we do the prayer, the fasting, or mentions that and some of the fasts that we have and then a place for you to write some individual requests and uh, if you didn't the ushers will hand one to you if you didn't get one if you would like one it's kind of small you can put it in your bible brother josiah did a great job uh, printing these for us then there are some prayer needs that are listed and then there's a 40-day schedule in the very back that talks about what passage to read in the Bible as well as uh, <clears throat> what the prayer or fasting will be for that week. If you didn't get one, you'd like to have one. The ushers will see that you get one. And I, I understand. I will tell you that it is... Um, <clears throat> when you say warfare, when you say fighting, you know, uh, no one wants to engage in a lifelong battle. We saw this past year, 2021, our country decide that enough is enough in Afghanistan and um, we're going to just leave. And um, uh, I, uh, I saw an article uh, that said in honor of the way we left uh, Afghanistan uh, when the Army-Navy game started to happen in football this year, all the players just uh, flew out in helicopters and left all their equipment on the field. I don't know, I don't think that happened, but uh, uh, it's fun. they were making fun of the exit plan that uh, happened this past year. Whether you agree or disagree, people were tired of our boys dying and our soldiers spilling blood and, and spending the energy and the hours and them not thousands, not millions, but billions of dollars uh, fighting a, a war and and fighting maybe for uh, <clears throat> people and the the feeling was they should fight for themselves and they should defend themselves and they should whatever you want to say and I, I I understand it sometimes can be overwhelming to feel like you know it's a new year should we are we gonna have to fight anything this year Guess what? Amen. We're still going to have to fight. Amen. If COVID is, you know, I, I read an article that said 
Omicron, Omicron, or whatever it is, Omicron is going to be the end of the COVID because it's not as deadly. And so it's proving that the virus is, is fizzling out. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if there'll be another one. I don't know if there'll be another variant. I, I have no idea. It's not real encouraging when Brother Dalton tells me there are people in a waiting room for 48 hours waiting to be seen. I don't, that doesn't build confidence that it's burning out. I don't know, maybe it does. But we have that sense of, are we fighting on the body level or on the soul level or on the spirit level? And I, I realize that when you say spiritual warfare, usually you're referencing not fighting on the body level that we are fighting on a soul level or that sense of our soul, our mind, our thoughts, our emotions, our will, or on a spiritual level. And that part of us that is in touch with the Holy Ghost and with the Spirit. And so I wanted to kind of explain what was going on, not only why we do this, why we engage in 40 days of prayer and fasting at the beginning and uh, our Friday morning early prayer, which last, uh, starts at 6.30 normally, uh, really was birthed out of uh, people that were going through this prayer meeting and were saying, you know what, we wanna just keep praying. And uh, so about six, we moved it from six to 6.30 and all year on Friday, we, we're, we're praying. But this week, of course, it's at 6 a.m. And I am not telling you, you have to be here. You know, I'm taking a role. I'm, this is not about me. It's about this year, 2022. We are gonna need more than ever before to engage in spiritual warfare. And you say, well, I don't understand that. Well, in, Solomon wrote in the book called Ecclesiastes, it's the, called The Preacher. Then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Wow. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. But one sinner destroys much good. There's a lot of wisdom in those verses. Wisdom is better than strength. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. And one sinner can destroy much good. And so understanding and having an understanding, and maybe most of us that are here understand all about spiritual warfare, but we realize that that when we engage in the spirit world, with those that are in the flesh cannot please God. There is nothing you can do. This, you know, you can't fast enough, you can't pray enough, you can't read the Bible enough to say, I am now qualified as a child of God. This is not about making me better. This is about somehow opening for a channel for the Holy Ghost to flow through us. Amen. Amen. 
This is not about, well, uh, you know, if you do enough, if you say enough prayers, if you come enough, if you do. It's not about, this is not, when we engage in prayer and fasting, it's not, oh, you've been bad. This starts off the year good. This is, no, this is nothing to do with, with me. This is about me submitting myself, humbling myself, so that I am a channel for the presence of God and that I engage in that sense of spiritual warfare. And as I, I mentioned, 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 23, about our spirit, our body, our soul, and our spirit. He said, I pray God will, will you know, uh, preserve you holy or W-H-O-L-Y. I'll, I'll have the scripture later on. Uh, on one of the slides, but and, and touch and preserve your whole body, your whole spirit, your whole soul, because we are three parts. And I don't know, however you want to uh, diagram that in your mind, I, I gave hyphen uh, Bible class uh, 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 circles and, and talked about gates and how that, you know, uh, what uh, the outer circle being the body and, and there are gates that bring information into the body, your taste, your eyes, your touch, your senses. Those are, you know, you, you feel it in the flesh, you taste it in the flesh. You know, you, 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 those are gates that bring information into your body. You can feel uh, it's hot, it's too cold, it's too, uh, you know, poor old Kaylee's here in, in this and she's freezing because she's been in 80 degree weather, you know? And, and we're saying, man, isn't this wonderful weather? <laughs> it's gonna get bad this week, boy, but it's great now. And she's saying, yeah, but I've been in 80 degree weather and my body's telling me this is horrible. Amen. You know, and so information coming in and, and through your eye, all, all of the five senses. But then there is the soul part of us. And I, 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 I'm not going through all that, but basically that takes in information, your thoughts, your feelings, your you know, your mind, what you think about. And, and that can be influenced from traumatic events. And that's why they have, you know, post-traumatic stress disorders and all kinds of things that can impact. All of a sudden, the way you think is different and the way you feel and the way you act because of things that happen, you know? If you grew up and, and the, you know, they hand out these uh, sheets of paper, you know, if you grew up with a critical, overbearing father, you may have this kind of, uh, you know, thought process going on, or you may have these feelings. And so uh, maybe you grew up with someone that yelled and screamed. And so if anybody makes a loud noise, you know, it, but I, and I understand there are those soul issues that are in our soul, in our emotions, in our will. And when we are attacked physically, it can impact our will. And when we are, when something happens in the physical, in the flesh, it can impact our soul. And then there is, of course, the spirit worm. And I put this picture of this bird, and I don't know if any of you understand what that is. Because sometimes, 
It's a little dove, I think, but, or some kind of a bird. But periodically in the spring, usually, somebody's saying it, I can hear it. I'll hear a bird, I'll hear something thump my window. Anybody ever? Wham! Look out, and the bird brain is addled. Then it cocks its eye. And wham! Into the window again. What's going on with that? Oh, it's a reflection. It's fighting itself. Anybody ever felt like my biggest enemy? Huh? Maybe I'm a little bird-brained at times. Because sometimes the biggest enemy is the one in the mirror. You understand what I'm saying? And so when we talk about that's why all of a sudden here we are saying, you know, while I understand, Paul was very clear, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, and I get it. Uh, he said, we don't wrestle our, our flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. But yet the biggest fight before we can start fighting spiritual warfare is me. This is why, oh, I don't want to get up at 6. Oh, man. That means I have to get up at 5.30 or 5.15. And it's cold. And I, you know, and I, you don't have to drive and come. I, re, I realize I, I don't want to roll out of bed. That's pretty inconvenient. I'll take the 10 o'clock shift. I get it. Oh, pastor, fasting? Are you serious? Oh, Lord, what is he doing about fasting? And I have grandchildren, and when we hit the media fast, and wickedness and I but sometimes my fight as a bird brain is getting this boy under control now you say I don't know if there's anything to that well then explain to me why I was walking through the airport and I had all these screens on and you see these football players and they bust through a, a big banner and they get around. Does that make you a better player? I'm worn out. 
in the fort? Huh? What are they doing? It's like an Indian war dance. I'm getting my body motivated, getting myself mentally and emotionally psyched up because we're fixing to go to battle for two hours whatever the length of time, three hours. And so when we talk about 40 days of prayer and fasting, it's about somehow doing some things to say, I'm getting ready to go on to the field. I, I want the actions that are taking place in my body to impact my mind. I want it to impact my thoughts. I want it to impact my heart, my emotions. I want it to impact my will. You say, oh, I, you know, and, and I bless their heart. I understand, Brother David. And, and, and we have so many of our men that have had cancer diagnosis and others that have had them. And, and they'll tell you, Brother Wells was just telling me this morning about he went down to MD Anderson in Houston with his diagnosis. And one of those impacts is what it's doing up here. Oh, it's just in the body. I'm fighting in the body, but it's what it's doing to my emotions. It's what it's doing to my mind. It's what it's doing to my will. Oh, and you know, I guess they believe, football players or coaches believe that your emotions can impact the body because, you know, if the team's not doing well, they call a timeout, they yell at them and scream at them and maybe give them a play. But what can you do in 30 seconds? What, what are you, we're gonna map out this whole new scheme? What is it? They'll say, oh, they felt the momentum shifting. And so I took this, why? To refocus their mind so they would run the play that they had already practiced. But this is a reset button mentally and emotionally they're all too much adrenaline going on and you'll hear the announcers and they tell you explain to you well there you know you could feel the momentum shifting i don't know i didn't see osu yesterday somebody said it was momentum shifts all i know is you know i heard one guy go I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. What? What? <laughs> what are you doing? And then he was listening to the game, I guess, because he was, and I was just like, well, don't you believe? I don't have it. He's yelling it out. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I, I'm thinking, where? And then I saw he had something in his ears. I was like, what are you not believing? He's walking around going, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So do you get emotionally involved? Do you get 
mentally involved. You see what I'm saying? And so when we talk about spiritual warfare, sometimes it requires of me, you know, to do something because in reality, in reality, the, the, the enemy's job is to engage us in battle in the flesh as much as possible so that he can impact our thought process and our emotional process and our will. That's what this is all about. He was made, uh, you know, he was cursed in the garden, uh, Lucifer as the serpent, and you're going to crawl on your belly and you're going to eat dust. We are formed from what? Dust. So we are devil's food, if you will. So our body is where he will often attack, trying to impact our mind, trying to impact my spirit, my emotions, trying to make me doubt that God is in control, that God is sitting on the throne, that God is able, that God can do anything. And you say, well, I I don't understand. But Paul tried to explain this when he wrote in Ephesians. He said it like this. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in times past you walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air. So it's like there's this battle of the flesh and then there's the battle in the air if we'll call that our thought process and our emotional process and our spiritual process and it says that spirit now works in the children of disobedience among whom we also had our conversation in times past how in the lust or desires of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and mind. What are you saying? Stop right there. And that's why if he can get you addicted to something in the flesh, get your desires onto something in the flesh, get you bound by something in the flesh, drugs, alcohol, pornography, you name the list, goes on and on. It begins to impact my spirit, my mind, my will, It begins to take control. I get bound to those spirits. And and so he goes on. And we're by nature. What does it make us? Children of wrath. It impacts us emotionally. When you start getting. When you start getting addictions on the flesh. Before long it impacts your emotions. I don't want anybody to tell me. You better not say nothing to me. Don't, don't talk to me about what I'm doing. You're, you don't have any right. <clears throat> huh? I, I've had individuals that have been battling addictions that call so angry. Somebody challenged them. Somebody wouldn't help them. Somebody didn't. Huh? Somebody didn't give me. I I needed another drink. I needed another fix. I needed another. You've made me mad. Huh? It 
it impacts us emotionally. I don't want anybody to know, so I either build walls, I don't want anybody to see, I don't want anybody, huh? This is where I am. Because I, I, so I live at that anger level, even as others, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherein he hath loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved, and has raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What I am trying to explain to you is whether you want to call it body, soul, and spirit. you got stuff going on in the body and it's impacting the soul. But there is another level and that is a spiritual level. And that if somehow you are willing to humble yourself and say, Lord, I need you to wash me and cleanse me and touch me all of a sudden I don't go from just the flesh fight or just the soul mind fight but I am able to sit down with Christ in heavenly places in the third heaven if you will and all of a sudden and I, I, I know we don't often get there but whether it's in worship or in prayer, I feel like I'm caught up in heavenly places. We begin to worship and sing and praise God. And whether it's, you know, I, I get, we call it lost in the spirit. Amen. Huh? Amen. And for a moment, I am in the third heaven. I, and I'm only explaining it to you from the way Paul wrote it when he said, I knew a man in Christ he was caught up in the third heaven what are you saying first heaven second heaven third heaven I guess earth atmosphere somewhere else I, I don't know whether he was in the body out of the body whether he was in heaven caught up in paradise Paul talked about this vision that he had of somebody that was basically, listen to what he said, I heard unspeakable words. Wonder what that is. Wherever this guy was, he was lost in the spirit. He was saying words. Paul didn't know what he was saying. He was just talking in tongues. He said, I don't even know how what he was saying, but you know what? I what it when I when I saw that, you know what I, I decided? If I'm gonna glory, I am not glorying of anything I've done. I'm glorying for my infirmities. Why would Paul? Because he was explaining that when you are going through something in the body. I don't feel I can't fight this. And it's impacting me here mentally. But there is a place when I get so attacked there and I feel like I'm so overwhelmed here that I can step into where the spirit world is and speak words that I don't understand and 
lost and why do we talk about praying through and praying through in tongues and getting lost in the spirit it's not because we're trying to say this is what you got to do it's the only way to fight in spiritual warfare when my body is getting overwhelmed and my mind and my heart is overwhelmed lead me to that rock that is higher than I oh Daniel Daniel said it. Daniel said, I was in mourning for three whole weeks, three full weeks. I fasted. I didn't eat pleasant bread. I didn't eat meat. I didn't drink. I didn't anoint myself. I was in deep sleep on my face with my face toward the ground. And all of a sudden he was so, now this was before the Holy Ghost that we have he says a hand reached out and touched me and he said unto me go ahead next slide oh Daniel greatly beloved what do you mean when you get lost in the spirit you know what you feel? The love of God. Oh, I just, that's why Paul would say I glory in my infirmities because it pushes me here to where I need the love of God. He said, greatly beloved, do you understand? Stand upright, for I am done to thee, am I now sent? And when he spoke this word, Daniel stood up trembling. And what did he say? Daniel? Huh? Fear not. I heard you the first day. But there was a war in the second heavens between Michael and the devil, the prince, the king of Persia. And he said, the moment you prayed, I was there for an answer. But there's been a battle going on in the third heaven, in the second heaven. Let me tell you something. This coronavirus is hitting the flesh, but there's a bigger battle than that going on in the hearts and the minds and the emotions. <laughs> Michael was fighting in the second heaven with the prince of Persia when he came to talk to Daniel who was in the first heaven. But Daniel had prayed and fasted and he had slipped into the third heaven. <laughs> now I know that may sound like, oh, pastor, you're nuts and, I, and, and that's fine. Maybe we'll explain it better in detail and hyphen. I don't know if we will or not. What the point of it is, is that somehow you got to get this concept. Yes. There's a spiritual warfare going on. That's why we got to stay full of the Holy Ghost. That's why we pray. That's why we fast. I remember there was a story in 1st, 2nd Kings rather. You remember the time whenever Elisha and they were battling and, and they sent soldiers and 50 of them and they surrounded them and the servant comes running in in the first heaven and said there's a battle and oh my Lord, the enemy 
is all over. And oh my Lord. And guess what Elisha said? Oh, if you could open your eyes and see the second heaven. <laughs> because in the second heaven, there are more that are with us than against us. <laughs> Just by the law of averages, if only one third of the angels fell, and those are the demons, there's two thirds of the power of God. God is greater and is able. I'm here to tell you, get your mind off of the battle in the first heaven and fight spiritually in the second heaven. You say, oh, pastor, it's overwhelming, and I understand. I'm there. I, 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 I get it. I understand. Paul wrote it like this in Colossians. He said, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Get your focus off of first heaven and even second heaven and focus on the third heaven where there is God who is on the throne. That's what Sheena read this morning. He's sitting on the throne. And set your affection on things above and not on things of the earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Therefore, mortify or kill those things in your members that are keeping you from getting into the third heaven. Whether it's fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which why? Because when you start doing all that stuff on the body, guess where your attention is? Right, right here. Yes. On what you have, what you don't have, what's happening. And I understand when you're in pain, when you're hurting, that's where your attention is. That's where your focus is. It's on me, it's on my, it's like, huh? That's why he said, quit doing some of that. And he said, Go, go back, sorry. He said, for which things sake, you know what? All this stuff that's going on in the body is why the Lord is getting ready to cleanse this earth. Whether you want to call it by fire or whatever, it's what's going to happen. It's what's going on in the world. You, you read the stories and you hear the reports and you hear how bad and people, the crime and this and virus and that and this problem. That's why the wrath of God is coming, folks. On the children of disobedience, go on now. Sorry, in which you used to walk sometime and you used to live there. But put off all these things. Now he talks about in the second heaven. Anger is in the, is in the spirit, is in the soul world. Anger. You can be angry. Things can just burn you up. Wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication. Lie not to one another. Everybody say, don't lie. Don't lie. 
seeing that you put off the old man and his deeds and have put on a new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Why does he say don't lie? Is because lying comes straight from the devil, who is the father of lies. He said in John 8, 44, you are of your father the devil, the lust that your father does. He was a murderer. He didn't abide in the truth because there's no truth in it. When he speaks, he speaks a lie for he is a liar and the father of it. I'm gonna just do two more slides and then I'm through. I just realized, dear Lord, I'm supposed to be done 20 minutes ago. Preacher, Pastor. See, if I take two weeks off, this is what happens. I <laughs> For though we walk in the flesh, we don't war in the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Where are those strongholds? Mind, emotions, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God is in control. God has got this. God knows what he's doing. I don't get it, but I know God gets it. I don't understand why someone would end up with 104 temperature and be laying listless in bed and then all of a sudden get up and come in the kitchen and say, I'm hungry. Sister Violet, every high thing that engulfed itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Why? Because the devil uses eye messages to attack us. Eye message to introduce spiritual battles. What's an eye message? I'm so worn out. I'm so exhausted. I can't take anymore. I'm a. Right. It's got a spirit of discouragement with it. Yeah, I can't do anything. Nothing I can do about this. I don't have. There's nothing anybody can do. I'll never get delivered. I'll never. I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to be better. I'm not. Huh? Yeah. It's got a spiritual attack to it. Yeah, that eye message. Oh, and the doctor may say, I, you know, it's bad. You know, there's nothing I can do. I, I, I can't do it. I, it's hopeless. I, I, no, everybody, everybody's against me. I, I, wasn't, I, I didn't have people supporting me. I didn't have people helping me. Everybody's against me. Everybody's out to get me. I'm a victim. I've got self-pity going on. I, well, life's not fair. I didn't get this. I didn't get that. Why wasn't I born into that family? Why didn't I have more intelligence? Why didn't I have an opportunity? to go to school. Why didn't I, 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 
Why didn't I? Oh, I'm getting hit with jealousy and I'm getting hit with, I, 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 you know, well, I, I think I can handle it. I know other people can't handle it, but I know God wants me to be happy and I know this is no big deal. I can do it and it won't bother me. I, 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 I message, I message, I message. And where is it keeping the focus on? I, my flesh, my stuff. I'm not going to make it, Pastor. I'm not going to make it. I'm not, I. Say, Pastor, have you ever felt that way? Yes, 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 and yes. But when I start using an iMessage, it's got to alert me as to what the devil is doing. He's getting my focus here to go back to the... And I need to then power my way into the heavenlies. <laughs> you said, you said that I message to attack me, <laughs> to get me focused there. Now I'm going to worship like I haven't ever worshipped. I'm going to pray like I haven't prayed. My life may be over. There may be no hope. So I'm going to be sitting with Jesus in just a few hours. I might as well sit there right now for a little bit. Sorry. I'm going to sit down and praise Him right now and worship Him and read. I'm not going to let that message refocus me into my flesh. Because I was called to do spiritual warfare. And when I get hit mentally and emotionally, I need to run, take it into the presence of God. Lord, you know, we don't know you're going to save us. This place looks hot. These ropes are tight. But guess what? We don't know if he will. But one thing we do know. We're not screaming in terror. And we're not getting all concerned about us. Because we know a God who is able.